and we're rolling in three, two, one. Welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. We are sitting in the Kudzu Bluff camp house um, here with Troy. I still hear Jordan breathing. Do you? You don't hear him? He's holding his breath now, so now I can't hear him. <laughs> he quit breathing. <laughs> I looked over and he was just going. Well, uh, you know, we, we all three of us spend so much time with headphones on. When you hear that, the first thing you do is you look around and go, whose wireless mic is getting wind in it? And then you're yeah. thinking, we're inside. I what is that? I wasn't here. I, I thought I heard it. Well, I, I started talking, so I wasn't paying attention. Um, I don't know what. The, I don't hear it now. I moved it. You're holding your breath again. <laughs> but... Um, to paint the scene for y'all, I guess if anyone, because this podcast is going to, we're recording it and putting it out today. So if you're in the state of Mississippi, you either know what's going on with the weather or you're seeing what's going on with the weather. It's a snow day. Especially central and north Mississippi. Everybody down south is getting rained on. Do you want to build a snowman? You could build a snowman today. There's a pile of snow out there. There's a bunch of people that built them. I saw several on the way here this evening, or this morning, should I say. I can't think... I can I can remember the last time it snowed here, but I can't remember the last time I've seen it snow that much, personally. The day we killed Rocker, it snowed a lot. Like this much? Yeah. But I wasn't there. I oh, had, yeah. I you had the flued. flu. Yeah. You was flu, that flu was, zizzled. It was pre-COVID, so I didn't have that. Thank goodness. But it was it was the influenza that I had. Um, try and think. We got a lot to catch up on between me and Brad went to Togo. Y'all stayed and hung out here. And there was happenstances. Things happened. I think the la- the last time we were here, we talked to, is right after Swamp Donkey. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was right after Swamp Donkey. It's been two weeks ago. Yep. You've been you have been slacking, dude. I ain't podcast boy. Yeah, I know. I didn't put one out last Monday, and then uh, I was supposed to do one with uh, I'm gonna throw T.J. Mallet hard under the bus. I was supposed to do one with him while I was up there. He bailed on me. Why did Bill? I don't know. I, I, I let him off the hook. He, I'm just giving him a hard time. He was hanging out with more lively people, probably. Probably. Huh. Probably. But that's all right. Well, that's not fair. I love TJ. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. So, um, yeah, here we sit. And today's January the 11th. We're, we're nearing the end. 20 days, boys and my, girls. My people, we are nearing the end. We got 20 days. Kill full four hundred deer. That's a little bit much. Just JK. Jay. JK. That's a little bit much. And so Dang. what like okay, let's talk about y'all first. When I exited and went to Togo, what did y'all do? We've been grinding. We went home and played putt putt. We've been Man. we've been grinding. grinding. I say uh y'all killed like eighteen bucks down there in like three or four days and we killed one here in two weeks. One. Yep. Um, 18. We just killed one, hadn't we? We Eight. killed one since Christmas here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one buck you shot uh, Friday. I'm going to go just, Friday. just in case. There, I mean, there's a, a variety of people from all over the country that listen to this podcast. So I'm going to go over and just correct. So Jordan was joking when he said we killed 18. We did not kill I 18. Felt, I felt like y'all were killing that many. We did not kill 18. As a group at Togo, they killed that many. J- Brad killed two, which one of those was back at Swamp Donkey. And then, yeah, while we were there, there was, let's see, Brad, Reed, Matthew, Guy's friend, Oliver, 
and then more Morgan killed one. So there was at least five killed at Togo while we were there. <laughs> Strong. It was it, you know how the river is that time of year. We all do. Yeah. You know? It was um I mean, y'all want y'all want to talk about Togo first? Y'all want to talk about here first? It don't make Togo will probably talk, take longer. Uh, <laughs> so um, were they still chasing pretty good down there? Well, I'll answer your question with a short story. There was a um, I got there and Brad was like, "Man, I can't." We hunted the first day, hunted out of a lock on that morning. Didn't really see all that much. And then that afternoon, I'm trying to remember what we did the first afternoon, but we we didn't kill anything. And second morning, he's like, man, I got a spot that I feel really good about. Um, and he was like, you did bring your climber, didn't you? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, cool. He's like, because we're going to have to climb. And what he was doing is the the water. I mean, when I say I hear, I feel like every time that we've talked about the water coming up, when we say that, then the, the last time we said that, we were talking about cottonmouth, and we were talking about the water coming up to where it's flooding us out. Right, that, that's, right. not, that's not what's happening at all this year. The river's been good. Um, but it was coming up enough to where it was pushing up, you know, I mean, where it was affecting the water was coming up out of some banks of some of their, uh, backing up in some of those sloughs and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. And so there was this pinch point that he found that he knew about that was caused by some of that water coming up and he wanted to get in there on the edge of that and climb. So that's what we did. And, um, we, we'd seen, I think like a doe. And, you know, we seen like a spike. And then we saw a three-and-a-half-year-old buck. And when we first saw him, we didn't know what he was. We just saw a buck walking through, and Brad grunted at him. And I'm talking, poop, on a string right to us. And then we was like, oh, he's, you know, he's younger. So we let him let him go. And it got – it was probably, I want to say, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Uh, you know, sun's up good. It was mm-hmm. a clear day. And mm-hmm. I think what we Brad, – Brad and I both caught it about the same time. You know when it gets early like that and the sun's high – you'll catch the sun will glare off a of buck's mm-hmm. antlers. And that's what that's what caught my eyes. Like, you know, about that time, I was like, buck over there, buck over there. And I couldn't really see him because we're in climbers. Brad's, a, you know, a good piece lower than me. And from where I was, I had a bunch of limbs and stuff in the way. I could just tell there was a deer over there. And he's probably about 175 at the time. And Brad's looking. He pulls up his binos, and he's like, that's a good buck. That's a really good buck. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm trying to get on him. And he's walking, and he's going to walk kind of cross in front of us the way because he's going to walk right through this little pinch point that Brad had found. And uh, he walked out, and Brad grunted at him. You see him kind of stop and look over at us. And he kind of goes back to walk again, and Brad grunts again. He snaps his head up, and he just like that younger buck did, right to us. Was he by himself? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't, what we were thinking is because we did see deer chasing and, bucks cruising while we were there the only thing we could think is we did see a doe come through maybe maybe two minutes before he showed up through there so i don't know if he was just kind of bringing mm-hmm. up behind her but yeah. it was kind of in the same spot but um it was one of those deals he started coming and neither brad nor i because he ended up shooting the deer at like 40 yards <laughs> i like a, them guys yeah like 40 yards no matter if you're shooting a gun a bow a crossbow yeah you're throwing sticks at him 40s 40s good when he's you know when he and when he started him off at 175 and he's what you know grunting and come right to you and he even he was so i guess he was so got keyed up brad tried to stop him at probably at about 70 and he went man and when he stopped him the deer 
turned to him and almost faced him. So obviously he was like, crap, you know, and he Can't didn't have shoot, a shot. Yeah. So he had to let him keep coming. And uh, he was just keyed up. And I, I was so focused on videoing that I didn't really pay too much attention to the deer. You know how Brad is and how Togo was run. Brad said he was so caught up at trying to make sure the deer was the right age because it was a 10 point. Mm -hmm. And to the rules at Togo has got to be like five, it's just like Cottonmouth, mm -hmm. five and a half or older. And uh, so he shot him, and then we're like, man, that's a great deer, and great deer. And we had no clue how big that rascal really was until so we got, got to him. Yeah. Got to love them kind. The opposite of ground, what's that, ground shrinkage? It was yeah. the opposite of that. That would be ground growage. Ground swellage or whatever. <clears throat> but, yeah, that was a, I mean, about as, just a picturesque river hunt, you know. I mean, we're, we could see the river from where we were. We're sitting on the edge of this backed-up slough. No river buck comes walking through there, and it was just. Did you hear any turkeys gobble? That not that morning. We did two mornings later, um, and then, like I said, we did not kill eighteen bucks, but we were in deer. Did you put a a, a pin on that on that site of where those turkeys were gobbling for this spring? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, I know right where they are. I just like the way you're thinking. <laughs> that's what Brad, Brad was like. Man, if this river's doing, it looks like we're gonna do. We can definitely come here and turkey out in the spring. As like noted. And did, noted. <laughs> did, did you put a, a onyx uh, spot there where we can find it from the river in case Brad doesn't know we're going? In case we just <laughs> slip in there? Yeah. Yeah, I can get you where you need to go. Don't worry. Because, you know, there are those mornings where sometimes he just don't want to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need Brad. I was tracking him the whole time. I know, that's where, what I'm I know where all about. that stuff is. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was, um, it was yeah, with that one, I think that was the, it was either the next morning or two mornings later, it was another we weren't looking at the river this morning, but it was the same kind of deal. Though mm -hmm. there was a there was a slough that had come up, butted up next to this lake, so it made a really narrow funnel through there. And right across that lake, there was probably four or five of them just all wadded up together. Mm -hmm. huh? God, that's fun yeah. to listen, to, especially in that river bottom. And uh, that <laughs> that morning, I'm not um, again. I know saying we were the I mean the deer were just right that week. We had two bucks. They showed up together. Um, and they one of them was like a three and a half year old eight point the other one i thought brad was going to shoot him because he we were bow hunting at this point big wide 10 point and he comes in he's like 25 yards and i'm still by the time he gets 25 yards i'm still thinking brad's going to shoot him i'm like yes yes i look over and i kind of glance over and the bow's still hanging on the thing i'm like what's going on and brad's brad holds up four fingers like telling me the deer's four and i you know i could just got in that mode i wasn't i was like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like okay whatever but it was uh yeah, it was beautiful that whole trip and then we ended up we went back to i know i'm kind of condensing this but uh yeah we got to go back over to white's at swamp donkey um because brad didn't get to shoot his you know his um his big deer over there and y'all had seen that big Have seven opportunity out there yeah. big deer yeah y'all had seen that big seven point with a kicker and we still had the blind set up in there from when we had hunted uh what was it, a week and a half ago at right. the time yeah um so the wind got right and it was a good sunny cool day slipped in there sat down and uh he came in there there was a doe out there and brad says i see something coming from the left look out there there's immediately a buck and before if i can remember right from the footage i don't think he made it into the plot i think he was still on the edge of the plot when he started trotting going after that doe. saw the doe really yeah yeah, he was pushing her around, and as soon as, you know, you've seen that deer, he's pretty easy to identify. Yeah, you can't mistake him. And especially when he turns and looks at you, he's got that little kicker. 
Oh, and Brad and, and I had an encounter with him. He never would stop. He was on the edge of that far fruit plot, and he was 200 and, I don't know, 240-something yards from us. And he, Brad stopped him one time, and he heard him, but he kind of stopped and faced him and never really had a good shot. Mm -hmm. And the deer just kept walking. He was on a track, and right behind him was another younger deer doing the same thing. And they yeah. were both hot. And so our hopes were he was going to come back, but he didn't. Yeah. But I'm glad y'all went back and got that. What's the chances of going back killing the deer that you're going in after? Doesn't, it, ha doesn't happen very often. No, and, that, that, and if it's at that time of the year, that's about the only time of the year it really does happen because they're not roaming that much anymore. They done mm. homebodied and they where they want to be. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I tell you what was impressive because I mean we are even though we're still seeing chasing. They you're looking at kind of the post rut and seeing very much seeing the effect of what the rut has done on a lot of these bucks. A lot yeah. of them real run down. That seven point. Weighed 216 pounds. Good Lord. So in all reality, he's probably 240, 250. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. 216 pounds. I mean, when I saw him, that first thing I saw, I didn't even see his head. I saw his body first, and I was like, holy moly. A yeah. freaking mule. He looked like, honestly, like that deer's head, he had the biggest head on him. Like he, Brad was like, he looks like a mule deer. That's like one of the first things we noticed, just how big the head was on that deer. Donkey. How old was he? He think? was. That's, he I think they had him at like, I want to say eight. Golly. I mean, just. And to still be that, that big and that healthy at eight, at eight years old, coming off of a big old flood. Yeah. Um, just goes to prove that those, it's amazing how they can leave a place like they do on that river and when it does flood and go go where they know they need to survive and turn around and come back as soon as that water goes down. It's incredible. Well, it's just wild to me, too. It's like the variance of body, body types or whatever you'd say out there because, you know, like you said, you'll see some eight-year-old deer, and they'll look like they've got one foot on a banana peel and the other one in a grave, you know. And it, then you see that guy, and he's 200. I mean, just I mean, he was so big. He was so big. And I guess part of that is amplified because we're not hunting on the river like we used to. We're here in the hills, and so the bucks we're seeing, the mature bucks here are not that big. And no. Then you see a deer like that that's big even for the river, and you're like, God. Look at that. 216 pounds the second week of January is pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty substantial. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. that's what, to, healthy. To put it in perspective, a lot of the, the bucks they were killing at Togo, mature deer. I don't, that I didn't see a single one get killed while I was there that was under the age of four. And most of them were five plus. And they were weighing around 190. Jeez. You know? I saw the picture of the one Matthew killed. He looked like a pretty big deer body wise. Yeah. Now his did break two hundred, I believe. I think his was like two oh five. Okay. So he, yeah, he was big deer, very big deer. But yeah, it was a blast, man. I mean, y'all know how the river can be, and especially oh. a place like Togo this time of year is pretty special. Well, and that that river becomes such a it's such a barrier, but it's also a runway of how those deer travel and how they work that river. And when you get a little water to come up, and you know a place like Brad knows Togo and and, and has been hunting a long, long time, and you understand what's going to happen when the water gets to a certain level it it, it it's almost like i don't know some i guess being from south louisiana it's almost like knowing mardi gras is like a week away and we're going to have a little fun for about two days three days and the same thing with that is you you know it's coming and you're just waiting for that opportunity and when mm -hmm. that opportunity comes and the wind's right you jump on top of it and oh knows, yeah they don't know what you're going to see and it comes from like i said as soon as the water come up that much brad was like there's a spot he goes, it's good, but when he gets up like this, and that's the place we saw the ten point with the bow. Mm -hmm. He, you know, just from hunting there all those years, he knew that uh, 
that it would make. Like it's, I'm talking like this little bit funnel that the deer had we're using to get from point A to point B. Like from where we were at in our climbers, deer come through there, the farthest they could be is like 27 yards because we ranged it. 27, I mean, they, I mean, it's like a bow hunting spot if there ever the was one. the water's deep on both ends? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes a huge difference. We had some deer try to come like right down the edge of the water, but not many. Most of them were watching the walking the high and point. I know you've ridge. seen it. Jordan's seen it. We've all seen it when that river's coming up. It used to come up at Cottonmouth and still does. We're not there, but I've seen them jokers walk with their chest in the water. Yeah. Walk, walking, and it's funny because they walk the same trail that they walk when it's dry, mm. but they were walking it through the water. <laughs> we did see like the last morning we were, the last morning I was there. We tried something kind of unorthodox because one, we thought it might work, and two, we thought—I mean, it was just a—it was just a cool spot. We were like right on that the river, like the big the big river, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had to be like thirty yards away from Brad and my tree that I climbed. So the footage, it had it worked, would have looked awesome because you know you get like this really cool compression shot, you know. Mm-hmm. But and it was the same deal with big slew behind me, and they were walking between the river in that slough and we saw a good many deer just didn't see anything um other than some does and we saw but to your point i was sitting there and um i hear this big commotion in the water behind me and i spin around and look and there's a doe barreling through there and a like a young buck behind her just chasing her and they they had to come they looked like that elk that wilbur shot that ran through the water <laughs> yeah, that ran through the yeah. tank they were both just chest high water just running as fast as they could Bless them, Doe's heart, especially on that place because of the way Wyatt's got that buck-to-doe ratio. Uh, I know that in three days we were there right before Christmas, I kept thinking, God, I wouldn't want to be Doe on this place right now. Yeah. I saw one the morning Brad killed that deer he shot. I saw her crawl to try to get away. She run in the thicket and was crawling Poor trying thing. to get Lakes, away from him. Lakes, the Doe that was with all them bucks that Lake shot, she did the same thing. She just hunkered down. Yeah. yeah. She got into that into that growed up stuff and the select cut and it's like she jumped and when she landed she just kind of landed and then fell like kind of just yeah, sunk into yeah, the ground try to get away yeah i killed one at sean burks's place like that one time and bucks were running this doe and there's three of them and she she just was running a straight line and just did like this 90 and jumped over this little briar patch and just disappeared under that briar patch and they kept going straight <laughs> and once they realized they couldn't see her or smell her anymore Oh my gosh! It was like it was like when you've been hunting all day here and you let Knox out of his room, yeah, and he just goes running around and and gets that crazy run that he does. Yeah, it was like that. He's all just, just going crazy oh trying my to find gosh, her. Gosh, it was unbelievable. And I started grunting at that Joker, and he finally heard me, and he turned and come walking straight to me. Yeah, I suppose that would be peak time to try to call to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would, oh, she's over there. That's exactly what he was. There's thinking. another buck grunting at her. That's exactly what he was thinking. Yeah. Well, we had a good time here. We didn't see a lot of deer or see as many as you saw, but uh, Jordan and I got to hunt some places that we've been really been waiting to hunt all kind of all year to a point. You and I have hunted right there where he killed his deer, but yeah. um, we we kind of bit the bullet and did some things a little bit different. It was cold, nasty, and um, it, it, it it turned out really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't think I've hunted the same place twice yet. We just been yeah. bouncing around. Well, y'all been climbing a bunch too, huh? Yeah, just trying to figure this place out, you know. Yeah, um, that's what Brad, Brad and I. I don't think I think one morning we hunted out of a lock on, and then it was a ground blind at White. But other than that, we climbed the whole time. Yeah, it's been bouncing around. It's fun. 
it is fun doing it the way we do it hunting and filming the way we do it. it's a lot of work yeah because you're carrying so much equipment in and you're in a different spot there. and it's actually it's funny because you if you do go on a spot like you already some of our stands here we do have some bases hanging in the tree but if you do on a spot where you don't have to climb and you you got a base for the camera arm and everything in the tree like, already. it's like whoo yeah I'm gonna get to relax. Yeah, man, this is nice. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I would like to weigh, you know, how much like a climber and all the stuff we towed in there with us. It's got to be 60, 70 pounds, uh, I think. I have no idea. I know it's a lot, though. Well, a climber, you know, weighs like 20. Yeah. And an arm and base probably weighs 20. And then a head. Plus all your other stuff. Head's yeah. another five or six. I mean, it's probably 70 or 80 pounds, to be honest. Oh, I guarantee you. Uh, I'm going to tell the story on Brad real quick because it's hilarious it was the we were walking in one morning and to, to y'all's point you know with the climber like i had to cl i have the climber on my back i have the backpack on my climber and in the backpack is the arm and head are in the backpack the base is strapped to the outside of the backpack i've got my right hand i got my big camera and my left hand i've got my little camera i mean i've got stuff you know mm-hmm and I'm walking, and we're walking in, and I can't see anything. It was before daylight, and especially, I mean, I'm not going to use a headlamp anyway. Brad especially ain't going to use a head, mm -hmm. headlamp. And I stepped on a twig, and I spun around, and Brad spun around, and I got a look. I was like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Be quiet. And uh, so we kept walking, and we get to the spot, and uh, we pick out our trees where we want to climb. And so I take my climber off put it on start getting everything ready and uh brad starts doing the same and he got his the bottom of his climber put on the tree and he he was putting the top one on and he got it looked like he got it finished and it's so dark all i can see is a silhouette you know I mean, it's still well before daylight and he gets the top one he kind of clips it on he spins around and it must have not been on it there fell. good it fell and clang, you know. <laughs> it, I bet he didn't hear nothing about that. And all he did, all he did, like I, he turned around and he just looked at it and he didn't say a word. I didn't make a sound. I could, I could feel the irritation coming out of. <laughs> and I started laughing. <laughs> did you assure him, like, say, "Oh, don't worry about it. it sounds like a barge on a river. You're he, okay." He said, I, "I've started laughing. You know, everything's funnier when you can't, when you're not supposed to laugh or be loud. Right. So I'm trying to be quiet. I'm just." <laughs> And, Brad, and Brad's, got, Brad's going, don't laugh. And uh, as you know, I started every, getting everything ready, and I hadn't said a word about it. And right before I start going up the tree, he was like, "If I spin my climber this way and they're coming like that, are you still going to be able to get the footage you need?" And I said, "I don't know, Brad. Do you think even anything's even going to come in here after all that noise? Yeah. <laughs> We're probably not going to see nothing. Let's go ahead and go to the house." He just looked at me and went, "Don't rub it in." <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> But yeah, it is. You do carry a lot of stuff in your climbing, but it's it's fun. I like kind of doing that, sticking and moving and figuring out new stuff. Well, it's like running and gunning for turkeys. Mm. You know, you're not going to the same field, it or is, the same yeah. pasture, and hopes to see the turkey you've been hunting for a week. You, you're like, let me try something different. Yeah, I've well, I really enjoyed it. How did y'all end up getting on the deer that that Jordan ended up shooting? <sighs> Just, I mean, we knew he had to be somewhere in that couple hundred acre block unless he'd been killed you know yeah um uh, we pulled that camera jimmy and i pulled the camera out of there i guess last week one day mm -hmm. and it had been there since the first part of december and that deer was in there on december the 23rd during the daylight 
doesn't mean anything i mean this is two and a half weeks later but at least we knew he was around in the yeah. vicinity two weeks ago you know he was standing right in front of the blind was it yeah, really yeah like <laughs> five feet from it but uh we just me and troy hunted on the power line over there one morning just kind of getting a feel for what's going on over there two mornings earlier wasn't it yeah two yeah. two mornings earlier and uh we bounced around other places and whatnot and then finally i we were going to go in there and hunt earlier and i, I doing what i do talk myself out of it yeah and uh but yeah. long yeah. story short troy and i climbed in there just a bunch well, the of second morning before that though if you remember we saw all them little bucks chasing that one doe yeah and the amount of sign that was in that little upper food plot right past the power line. Yeah. So, oh, so y'all saw just, some chasing too. Oh, but, yeah. But it was just dinks. But they no doubt she was 100% a hot dog because yeah. they were going nuts. How many of them her. were chasing her? Four or five. Four or five. Really? Mm-hmm. Not at once. They were all like. Just trickling there through there. There was one right behind her, then another one came, and then they were all yeah. kind of cold trailing. Interesting. But it, it kind of got interesting there for a little bit. Troy and I got down off the power line we're walking off in those big hardwoods and they're just kind of looking and we're going to walk up to the cedar tree patch and just see what's going on sign wise yeah. you remember where you and i <laughs> talked about climbing right before you get in the food plot take a left on that trail right there yeah well, if you go right there you got that line and it drops off in that bottom uh-huh. we, were, we were thinking about climbing there and gotcha we were going to go down there and pick out some trees and <laughs> we couldn't get down there without having to stop for bucks coming out there like little spikes and stuff I, we had well we sit down twice yeah every time we'd go about 10 yards you look up and here comes another deer running at us I'm holy like, smoke <laughs> yeah. but uh it's interesting yeah two days later afternoon troy and i decided to go in there and climb and it ain't i mean we were in like i wouldn't climb there like trying to bow hunt or nothing it was just strictly just trying to catch one before he sees you or He's in a a light pole. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's like 15-inch round pine tree. Every time you move, it moves (laughs) a foot. The funny thing is, we get there and go to climb up the tree, and Jordan goes, hey, look up there. The tree that I was fixing to climb, because it was in separate trees. I look up, and there's a bow hanger up there about 30 feet. Was there really? Been there for years. How long it's been there. That's funny. Uh, It was probably there before they thinned them pines. That would make more sense, because anybody trying to bow hunt out of that, that tree, I mean, no bold strategy yeah good luck <laughs> it's so funny how often that happens i guess one of them it's those hunters think alike deal but you get up there like oh someone hunted but here. you know what too I, I would say this about that spot outside of deer being in the food plot you know if you look at it from the sky when anybody ever sees this footage next year when we air if you look at it from being in a tree it doesn't look very thick down in there but if you get on the ground those golden rods are eight foot tall yeah and it's pretty cool to watch that deer Jordan killed. He comes, he's walking to us, and, and those golden rods are going through his horns, and he's breaking them as he's walking and pushing them out the yeah. way. Yeah. I've seen, you know. So I just wonder if they really can see you as much as you think they can. And, and it was a cloudy day, so we were both like Sticking crap. Sticking out, this yeah. would be hard. If they would have came in the food plot, we'd have been done. Done. I mean, yeah, if any does or whatever would have showed up first, we'd have been having a, a blowing fest probably. Oh, but no, no, no. We wouldn't have. We'd have blew one, all right. That was a. That was a lesson that – who taught it to me? It was probably Keith, but he was talking about the same kind of deal. He was – you know, you get in pine plantations like that, you know, from the ground level, it does look you're like you can't see 20 yards in here. Mm-hmm. And you, you get 30 foot up in a you tree. Get 30 foot up and, it look, and the deer move around because they feel secure in there mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't see you. No but, <laughs> but we were sitting there and it was uh, – me and Troy were talking about something or other, but uh, anyway, I like – just 100 percent i hear a deer grunt 
Like okay. Troy, I hear I hear deer grunt. I don't know where he is. I think he's that way. I have a hundred percent heard buck grunt. Mm-hmm. And I go to you know just looking, trying to find some movement, and I finally see him. I pull up binoculars, like, yep, that's him. That was him grunting. You <laughs> yeah, think? no, well, he awesome. was he was grunting coming to us loud. That's awesome. But, Had y'all been calling, or he no, just happened to be coming your way? Um, I guess like the only thing we can figure either a doe came through there before we got there, or she snuck through there without us seeing us while we were sitting there. How long have y'all been sitting? an hour huh but uh they were it was him and a spike behind him that's the only reason i think he was really looking for a doe because that spike was with him yeah you know yeah but uh that sucker he was coming right at us like i was like he's gonna pop out in the food plot at 40 yards and uh he didn't he took a hard 90 degree turn and started walking away or not away but to our left like he's not coming to the food plot troy i'm just gonna have to stop him whenever i get a a hole Mm mm-hmm he walks across that road me and you found this summer that we didn't never get cleaned out yeah and i tried to stop him he didn't stop the first mank i, I manked louder and he finally stopped and i had like a this a pie plate of a hole but it was right there at his shoulder sure and uh shot he bucked i'm just racking the shell just like yeehaw you know yeah and uh i thought i smoked him yeah and uh troy's like shoot him again i'm like huh and I go to look, and I see him walking. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I throw a shell out, get another one jacked in there. And at this point, I'm just like, I know I hit him that first shot. I feel like I did. And I'm just trying to, you know, when you can still see him, why not? Yeah. Keep, oh, yeah. Keep shooting at him. Absolutely. But I shot him again, and uh, it acted like it didn't phase him. I was like, what in the crap is going on? Yeah. And I was like, Troy, did I hit him that time? He's like, no, shoot him again. <laughs> but I shoot at him the third time, and that gets him running. And I didn't. I, but long story short, we caught. We got up here. Didn't find any blood. Like it was. I was baffled. Troy was baffled. We yeah, came and looked. You, at, you sent me a clip of the footage that night on your cell phone. I was watching. I was like, "What in the world's happening here?" Yeah. And we looked at it on the on the TV and the computer. Slowed it down. Zoomed in on it. And I mean, it looks like I hit him the first shot, like up around the front of his body, like where it should be. You know. Yeah. And. uh and it looks like I hit him in the second shot. Well, I'm like, well, I definitely hit him. Yeah. But can't find a lick of blood. So we, well, I was like, I'm going ahead and getting somebody with a dog. Like, yeah. That stuff, you ain't body searching in there, you know? Yeah, you ain't going to see him unless you just get lucky. Yeah. Mm-mm. But uh, we got up with uh, Ben Ward. He's a guy that runs dog or tracks dogs, for, attracts deer for people with dogs. Yeah and an outstanding guy man he's just got three dogs he loves them dogs like his kids <laughs> and uh man we got over there and never did find any blood ben finally found some blood like right before we found the deer hmm. and uh what did we go 2.69 mile loop we went almost three miles but each dog on on their tracking collar because he can check each one yeah. each dog went a little bit over 10 miles yeah but uh yeah yeah, it was a crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when we got to the deer, we all sat right there, and I was doing all my things shooting, and I didn't really think about it. But I looked up, and all three dogs were just curled up in a ball sleeping. They just get out. <laughs> like, yeah, within a matter of five minutes yeah. of finding the deer, the dogs were asleep on the ground over there. They just had whooped, but they yeah. worked their butts off. And they had worked the night before, too, because they were south of here yeah. when we talked to him. And he was actually at our um uh, retired governor's place finding the deer for somebody that killed the deer on their place on phil bryant's place okay. yeah they were on that wma down there mm-hmm. oh okay yep and uh but anyway they've been running all night it's yeah pr- pretty cool deal. I mean, you said his dogs had found a 
pile of deer this year for people. Mm-hmm. 80 something. 80 That's something tracks that, yeah. that they found deer on. Yeah. And the funny thing is, not funny, the interesting thing is, is other than that lab that he has, which is his scent dog, yeah. the other two, uh, one one he found on the street, the other one is, a, the other two were rescues. Huh. And each one of them's got like several different percentage of, of pedigree in them as to what they are. Huh. That's he, funny. He's had them DNA tested. They're so he knows like, what he's got. Like two of them are like, he's like, yeah, they're 100% mutts. Yeah. <laughs> they got a yeah. little bit of everything in them. One's got child, one's got German Shepherd, and he's got like two or three. Other, and then he said the other, the others, the rest of it, they don't know because there's not enough not evidence enough in, in there, there to tell. And he's That's like, funny. She's ain't no telling how many mamas and daddies he's got. <laughs> Ain't no but but I, what was what was unique for me is when he pulled up here, you know, I was videoing Jordan talking to him and everything, and I'm looking in the back of his truck and I don't see no dog box, so I'm thinking, where's his dogs at? He said he was bringing three of them or four of them, I don't know, and, and opens the door and they're all in the truck, <laughs> and he says, this is their truck, I just drive it. Yeah. And he's and he's serious. He said, this is their this is their truck, and he said, man, and his little young dog, which was um, it was his first year tracking. He actually wound up leaving him in the truck. He stayed. He, the little dog didn't want to go. Uh, he had been running all night. He was, I guess, tired. But it was. He told us a story about that dog when he found him. He didn't have any hair on him. He had a big old gash in his head. And man, you ought to see that huh. dog now. He's beautiful. Yeah. And um, that's <laughs> funny. He pulled me that little dog got up to the truck. Ben was like, "Let me have a conversation with him. See if he wants to go or not." <laughs> and he was like trying to get back in the truck. He was like, "Yeah, he just wore out." <laughs> Let me have a conversation with him. You know what's crazy to me is there – I'm not sure which ones, but there are some states that do not allow you to track a deer with a dog. Man. I don't – I've never understood that. Man. Because think about that, y'all. What to are the me, chances? That's, that's the same – that's like the same rule where farmers can get deprivation permits to shoot deer, but they can't pick up They the can't deer. pick them up, yeah. Like, why? doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying, like uh, – what do, what do y'all think the odds were that y'all found that deer had y'all not had zero zero yeah zero percent and so I mean, that, we'd eventually found him right where but he I, was I during turkey season never found him me well i'm not talking about yeah right now cause yeah we probably would have never went back and looked after spending almost seven hours with those right those kind of noses but no we didn't we'd have never found that deer Man, yeah. there was nothing to go off of yeah because the first shot really just glanced his if you want to call it his shoulder. I mean, it's yeah. like if you just barely touched him with a knife and just barely cut the hide. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if I hit something or what, because it was just like with the angle I was shooting at him at, that, like where I hit him and uh, grazed him, it should have went in well, his that's cavity. What, when you told me, because I talked to you on the phone, I was like, what happened? After you found the deer, I was like, could you tell what happened? You said you, you grazed know, the, his shoulder. I was like, The How? reaction of that deer. You remember the one I shot at Cottonmouth with my bow and I hit him in the throat? It hit his shoulder first and then went to cut his throat. He reacted yeah. just like that deer. Because if you remember, that deer that I shot jumped up, kicked and bucked, hit the ground, and it just started walking off. Yeah. And I never got another shot at him. And that's exactly what I thought. I was like, man, that, that deer got hit in the front end or something. Yeah. It's weird. You don't ever know. You know, you think you and sucker punch one. And, and it ain't that Jordan made a bad shot and his gun was on because he shot it. You got to remember, we, we both were in trees that were 12 inches around. That's, that's what Jordan And it was yeah. blowing 25 to 30 that day yeah, out so of the north-northwest. And that tree was just rocking So you're trying to forward. shoot while yeah. the tree's doing the wave. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even, I didn't even notice it until we were replaying the footage. And I'm like up there swaying. Yeah. I was pretty, 
Like well, I you had, can tell how bad the trees are moving by looking at my footage. It looks like I ain't never done this before. <laughs> it's gonna take some fancy, some fancy work in the edit room to make it right. But, yeah. but long story short, I made a bad shot. No matter how many excuses I make, and but we got the deer, and yeah. because of dogs, <laughs> made three bad shots. Troy was going three, three bad shots. <laughs> Three. What started hey, with one. The funny thing was, <laughs> one when, bad when turns was, into two bad shots. And done, he says, "Man, I got to reach in my backpack get more bullets." <laughs> well, I was empty. Yeah, I love it when I'm we run out. I'm run out. Well, I'm glad y'all got him. I mean, that's, well, I am too. I'm, glad, I'm glad. I'm glad y'all got him, and y'all got you were able to use the dog. So, like you said, you you were able to get him, and he was still because mm-hmm. it was cold, and you know it wasn't. You, there was nothing yeah, wasted. Froze that yeah. Night. Oh, he's hanging in the cooler. Yeah. And he's that the other amazing fine. thing is to me is just number one, we made a new friend. And it's amazing when you start talking to somebody like that who does what we all do, and, and he knows half the people we know. And he's actually got a, he's in a hunting camp not far from here where we're at at Kudzu Bluff. Yeah. So he knows this area extremely yeah. well. And he started telling us about places he tracked deer already this year, and we're like, well, dang, that's just right across the road from us. Yeah. So um, we already hit him up on some turkey spots for this spring. <laughs> I just like knowing that he ain't far away because, no, you know, I'm like, not. hey, man. <laughs> We might need some more help here in the future. To me, calling people that have dogs like that is like calling the wrecker man in the middle of the night when you got a flat tire. Yep. And you know he's coming. He's like, ah. Hey, man, need you to come bail me out. Need <laughs> yep. to find this deer. Well, that's awesome. Everyone, uh, everyone And now we got eight success. inches of snow. Yeah, eight inches of snow. we got to go hunting. And uh, me and T-Roy are hunting today. Jordan, you're heading in because you're taking Jimmy to a new spot tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Brad's got him something lined out. We're going to go down there and meet up with Brad in the morning. Hopefully, old Jimmy can get him one down. Yeah, he's, been, he's been pouting the last couple of weeks. He ain't yeah. been seeing much. That's we, right. we may in the long run be calling this place. We got Kudzu West and Kudzu East. We may be calling this one Kudzu South. Yeah. <laughs> Don't never know. Well, um, about time it is. We're going to be have to heading out to the woods here pretty soon. Jordan's got to get on the road, so we'll wrap this up. Um, if y'all, I don't know, I ain't got anything else to add. No, we'll go hopefully have another good week. Cool. Um, hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as we did. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in. And as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.